1: What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday to you all. If you're joining us live, I'm Anthony Kazenza. He is John Sheeran, and it has been a week, to say the least. And we are back on the air. For those who did not see, we left you a little message on the YouTube channel just kind of saying, hey, like like a lot of folks, we're taking a couple steps back this week and letting the information come. And thankfully, John Sheeran, it sounds like as of yesterday and as of today more positive news the most important thing of all of it uh, more positive news more progression has been made in the health of damar hamlin which is amazing news obviously he's got a long way to go but in just a short period of time it sounds like he's made some really good strides which is amazing to hear shout out to ucmc yeah for uh, sure U-
2: University and medical Center has done a phenomenal job just like they always do and uh, today there was a press conference with a couple of the, uh, the lead health officials talking about him saying that um, he's more or less he's home in terms of his brain activity in terms of his neurological uh, yeah. functionality so uh, everything is definitely on the right track to him being where he was before uh, Monday night's tragedy so phenomenal job by all those hard-working people at the hospital and obviously everyone who was at the stadium and on the field uh, treating him to give him a chance to be in the situation. So, no, no, nothing but great news today.
1: Nothing but great news today on, on that front. And that's kind of what we've been, at least myself. And I, I think I, I don't want to speak for you, John, but that's mostly what we've been waiting for here in terms of, I mean, obviously, I think everybody in a back burner type of situation has been a little curious about what's to come football wise. But it's why we took some time away. We wanted to make sure everything was was heading in a r- the right direction, wanted to get more information. You and I, especially not me, uh, that's probably why I don't have a lot of Twitter followers, but I- I'm not the guy that jumps out and just kind of starts throwing stuff out there and not being fully informed. I don't like to do that. Um, I'd rather be kind of a little bit more informed than being first. And, um, you know, I-, I-, I think we all didn't feel... 100% right taking the air and talking about a bunch of football with all this stuff kind of hanging out there and you know we're in limbo a little bit about his health and all of that and now now we're getting some good news and um you know the the somber stuff that was I mean it's still it's still there but the somber stuff that was there at the beginning of this week is starting to kind of dissipate as we get this good news on DeMar Hamlin.
2: Yeah, it's like it's going to take a while for anyone who witnessed that in the stadium on TV the player's coach is going to get, it's going to take a while to kind of process through that trauma and obviously like the one thing that i i will never that will always stay in my mind like being at the game was seeing like like you know after several minutes of CPR being administered to him like like bills was having to look away and just really break down like like they, they wanted to be there for him and they did everything they could but like they they just had to turn away and see like their reactions to watching him and thinking of the worst like like I will never forget that and like I'm sure that's what a lot of people's takeaways were and so like that that, that trauma of living that moment is still there but like the, the what's happening right now is the best possible uh, scenario and that's why I think you saw a lot Tay from both Bills and Bengals players you know, the spirits are kind of uplifted seeing the news from uh, Hamlin's current situation, specifically with the Bills side. Like they, they spoke to the media for the first time today and there was a little bit more of a, of a pep in their step in practice. So it, it seems like spirits are as high as they, as they could be. And I guess Anthony, like that was one of my biggest takeaways from Monday. And I want still processing a lot of things because like we've seen bad injuries before, right? Like yep. tor- torn, uh, Torn ligaments, you know, broken bones and stuff like that, and like reactions to that. But this was—we don't have to rehash the whole thing. But this was the most, one of the most rare things that you'll ever see on the on a football field, and it was off of such such a routine play. And I, I can't imagine what that does to a player's psyche when, you know, I, I was talking to one of my best friends after the game, and he played football for a long time, and he said, "I can't, I can't count how many times a shoulder pad." Or helmet made contact with my chest, and if it had if it had happened in the thirty millisecond window that they did with Demar Hamlin, he he could have ended up just like him. Any any football player could have ended up like Demar Hamlin in the past hundred four years of the NFL, but only Demar Hamlin. was So I, I I couldn't imagine what players, what what their psyche and what their minds are going through watching that unfold. So the you know the fact that at least, at least from the surface, at least from what we can gather. For them to be in as good a spirit as possible is nothing but great news.
1: That is great news. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about what may be coming for the Cincinnati Bengals. And we'll be joined by Glenn and James of 410 Sports Talk, our buddies. Uh, We love to chop it up with them. We love to chop it up with uh, Justin from Engraven Bids when we talk Ravens. And this may be a situation, John, where the Bengals face the Ravens not only three times this year, but and back-to-back weeks in terms of the finale and the the postseason here. So we'll talk about that in just a second, along with some other news, and then we'll hopefully try and end the show on a couple of high notes as well, some some positive news in terms of the Bengals and whatnot. But John, just quickly, I mean, I I know a lot has been made I, I, about the reaction of Bengals fans and their kind of physically and metaphorically putting their arms around Bengals, or excuse me, Bills fans and whatnot during this situation. I mean, I, I'm sure you saw quite a bit of that in the uh, the the goodness of Hude Nation and the goodness of humanity during this whole chaos that was ensuing at Paycor Stadium the other night. Yeah, um, I mean just today
2: I, I made the trek out to UCMC to see the a wonderful vigil that has been set up out, outside the parking lot. There are a lot of TV cameras and stuff like that, but they, you know like jerseys and posters and flowers, like the support for him at the hospital has has been amazing just the the whole atmosphere of the stadium was was so surreal, though. Like it, it was like the type of silence and pause that you get when like a player is injured, but it lasted an hour because everything was yeah. just up in the air. And I, I was talking to to Bridget Jankers, uh, b- um b- before this recording, and like she was at the game too, and I had to uh, confirm with her because I was I wasn't one hundred percent sure, but you know she confirmed with me that like the ambulance. Was out on the field. I think within the first like within, within at least three minutes of when quickly. Hamlin went down, like the stretcher was out in ninety seconds. And at that point, you're thinking, okay, this is kind of bad. But I, I I didn't actually see it happen uh, when it did happen. I, I turned uh, to the person I was sitting next to, like talking about like the play, and like I I, I didn't see him uh, actually collapse. But as soon as like the ambulance came out there, like like everyone knew that at that point yeah. that, it, that it was kind of for real and then everything after that was was more or less a blur and then you start to start to learn more and gather more information after that but yeah it was like the vibe between both Bengals and Bills fans it was already a pretty friendly camaraderie like b- before the game there were chants of F the Chiefs because like that's the common enemy here <laughs> like he, like no no one even cared about the other team it was like yeah we we, we both want the number 1 seed let's just get high fives. Out of here yeah. right yeah regardless and, of that yeah yeah and, and <laughs> As tragic as, as the situation was and unprecedented as it was, it, it really has kind of brought both cities even closer together than they were before. Like People talk about the similarities between like the, the cities and the population and the, and the football presence and atmospheres, and it and really did exemplify how similar that both um, environments and, and communities really are.
1: It did, and unfortunately, while this was arguably, if not probably, the most horrific uh, on-field incident that we've seen in terms of injury, it's there's been a lot in recent history with the Bengals. I mean, you, you go to David Pollock's injury, talk about Ryan Shazier, talk about Tua just earlier this year. There's been a lot of ugly stuff that has happened, and uh, unfortunately, this is just kind of a, a little bit of the latest, but definitely an unprecedented situation, but the thing is, uh, John, now the league is trying to sort out a lot of different things. And, and I know a lot of people climbed on the, the league in terms of their handling of this. This is pretty unprecedented. And, you know, I mean, I, I think they want to just try and do the best that they can and the most right that they can by these two teams. And obviously, as with everybody, they wanted the best for DeMar and They were monitoring that very closely. Uh, with with all of this so I I can understand the frustration in some ways that people had with the league but I also think that this is something that they've never really had to deal with on this type of situation before and now the latest uh, there's a lot of different stuff floating out there and again we'll get to Glenn and James of 410 Sports Talk to help us preview the Ravens in just a little bit here but this is I I, I think Jason Markham wrote this one up yeah for uh, Cincy Jungle right now it's it's reportedly being declared a no contest, but there's some conflicting reports out there as well. Uh, I do have a soundbite. If we have a minute, I'll play that. But um, basically, I think it's Vic Carucci who works for the NFL and works for Sirius NFL. He's kind of saying potentially this because the Bills are saying, no, we don't want to play this game. That's grounds for a forfeit and the Bengals would take the win. Um, I I don't know. There's a lot of conflicting stuff out here right now.
2: Yeah, no contest would not... uh signify a forfeit so like so, someone's wires got crossed in, in that situation there like a no contest would mean that the game is just nullified it's it from the record it, it's just it's it, it just didn't happen and both teams would end up only finishing with 16 games in the regular season it, and it, that does seem like the most likely outcome It's it's been reported multiple times now it's just not made officially official but I believe that the league's understanding is there there's no real need to have Buffalo travel back down to Cincinnati within a two week period and relive everything that they had to go through, regardless of where the spirits are now, regardless of the fact that, that this is the business and everything. And yes, there is a possibility where Buffalo may travel to Cincinnati in the playoffs if Cincinnati's the two seed and Buffalo's the three seed, right? Like that, that is a possibility, right? But if, if there is a situation where they, where they can avoid that, in, in this scenario to replay this game, then I think the league would take those steps to basically say, you know, Buffalo, you've been through a lot. Let, let, let's not do this. This is a very unprecedented situation. This is something almost terrible or something terrible did happen and someone almost unfortunately passed away on the field like this. This is a scenario where maybe we don't have to finish out the full 200 and however many games scheduled there is. So this is probably the most likely uh, result as with the Sirius XM report. I don't really know anything about that. That's the first time that I think we've both heard anything like that. Um, It seemed like both teams were in agreement about not finishing the game. So I don't really know why one side has to forfeit compared to the other. But I guess we'll find more clarity later in the week.
1: Yeah, here's the clip. I think it's pretty brief. I'll just play it real quick on Twitter. uh, Vic Carucci again on SiriusXM Radio.
0: Now let's go to the other aspect of this story, Vic. Uh, maybe the folks in Buffalo are okay of giving up home field, or or they want to forget about this game and just move on to the postseason. Let me hear your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I yeah, I, I think people uh, from a fan standpoint are are going to take their cue from the team, and it's the team that I think is not, that is not thrilled with the idea of resumption of play. That's the sense I get uh, that it's that it's the Bills. Uh, wishes to to just sort of move on with the with the season so if they do what's called a no contest of this of this game that means that the bills would be forfeiting it giving the win to Cincinnati and and you know now Cincinnati would end up with a division championship uh and Kansas City could could have the the top seed but I think you let let the chips now fall with the bills ultimately taking a loss here and giving Cincinnati a win and that and that, that means, man.
0: All right, that means they're going to
1: have to go back to Cincinnati though in the second round of the playoffs if you do that because they'd the it, it,
2: it could very well be yes.
1: So that's—I mean, I'm not going to play the whole two minutes there, but uh, the, the meat of it there. But that's kind of another option that's being floated out there. The Bengals would get the win uh, right now, whether it's no contest, whether it's tie. Whether it's Bengals get a win or what have you, the Bengals would win the AFC North. It's a matter of seeding, and then it, it becomes a question of what do they do in Week 18 or 17B, whatever you want to call it, with the Cincinnati Bengals. What do they do with their starters? What do the Ravens do with their starters? That sort of thing, um, as the uh, you know as the season concludes and they get set for the the, you know, the, the, the postseason there. I mean, I I don't know, John, there's, there's so much to sift through here. And again, I I just want to reiterate the the the, the most important thing is that DeMar Hamlin is doing, doing well or doing better, uh, showing a lot of progress and all of that Uh, this is just kind of the aftermath with all of it that needs to be sorted out. And um, you know, it sounds like a a lot of these teams have a lot to traverse here and, and a lot to navigate as you know, the season concludes and the postseason is upon them.
2: It, there's just so many alternatives that they can go to. And I think the issue that I'm seeing across specifically a specific portion of the Bengals fan base is that they're trying to figure out what's fair to the Bengals because yes, like both sides in this scenario does get the short end of the stick. Now, obviously one team almost had a player die on the field, so you have to think that if one team gets the short end of the stick, it's probably the Buffalo Bills. But yes, the Bengals right. were playing for the number one seed, just like the Bills were, and now both teams only get 16 games to play in the schedule, and, and and the Chiefs have the upper hand for the number one seed. But when you're in a situation like this, when this has never happened before, like the, there is no completely fair alternative here to make every side win. Someone is going to unfortunately, you know, draw the short end and at this point like i i don't i don't think that you can just i I, you just have to whatever choose the option that puts the least amount of stress and the least amount of effort into into all sides here and just kind of move on like this was almost a completely tragic situation and i feel like just you know moving heaven and earth just for the sake of you know competitive balance i feel like is it's just kind of unnecessary at this point, but th- I know that's just me. I know there's a lot of other people that that, that really do care about all this stuff, but like, I don't know. The, the situation just seems so dire that like it, it, everything else seems kind of secondary. And whatever
1: I decide to do, then I think everyone will be fine with it. Yeah, yeah, you got to roll with it. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, it's not the easiest situation. It it may or not may or may not be the the most fair to all parties involved, but DeMar Hamlin getting injured in the way he, he was, wasn't fair at all. So, I mean, it's just, you know, and what he's had to endure isn't fair at all either. So you just got to kind of roll with it. It may or may not be the most ideal situation. I will say this, you know, these two teams deserve to play another high profile game against each other this postseason. You know, I, I think that, you know, that what we, what we did see briefly looked like it was going to be a very fun game despite uh, what ended up ensuing on Monday night. I think both of these teams are very good. And then obviously both teams just from a psychological and and mental aspect, what they've had to endure the past few days and what they will continue to endure based on what the images that they have in their minds and whatnot, they deserve another high profile game, AFC championship, divisional round, whatever it may be. They deserve that and they deserve a, a, a chance to, um, you know, the fan bases deserve it too. You know, I mean, I think based on what they've been through and uh, just kind of the camaraderie that's been built over the past handful of years, anyway, between these two teams, I think the fan base deserves that as well. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think, well, um, excuse me, I think we'll end up getting them in the playoffs too. So
2: it'll be interesting to, to find out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to be joined by Glenn and James, hopefully in just a couple minutes here to a 410 sports talk to talk about the Ravens game coming up here. Interesting one this week. And it may be a direct rematch depending on how all of these things sort out. It may be a direct rematch the following week between these two teams. Before we do, we were going to maybe put this at the end there, but while we're waiting for them to come with us, uh, join with us on the, uh, on the air here, a couple of great, Great stories coming out here, John. Uh, you know, obviously, now we know, I think it's what, up to 7 million or so that uh, <laughs> has been donated to DeMar Hamlin's charity between players around the league, um, between Bengals fans, Bills fans, all kinds of different people, NFL fans. Uh, they really showed up and went to that GoFundMe page. We did put that in the description of a couple of different posts we put up on our YouTube channel. So make sure you go get that. But also, Lost in all of this is some of the, the flack that T Higgins has undeservedly received, namely from a former player on a four letter sports network that we will not mention. However, unfair that T Higgins has gotten some flack on this. However, it may be whether it's from that particular individual on social media or whatever, but people have shown up and donated to his charity as well to show support for him, obviously a total freak accident. And you and I know John and, in. you know briefly chatting with him a few weeks ago and having him on our show really really nice guy and uh you know a smile that kind of lights up the room type of guy and obviously having an outstanding year and would never want something like this to happen yeah um no Bart Scott I gotta go guys sorry John has been battling a bit of a uh uh, <laughs> flu slash bloody nose situation. Uh, he did so before the game or before the show, so um, we lost him there. But hopefully, he'll he will be back. Um, if not, that's okay. Uh, he's had he's had himself a week, that is for sure. Regardless, some good news there. We'll get to more in just a second. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking with the guys from 410 Sports Talk to help preview the bangles and Ravens game before we do want to give a shout out to uh, we've got a couple of subscribers of our YouTube channel that are in the live chat, namely Susan, a new subscriber. We've got some stuff that we're going to put out this week, by the way, cool little video that we're going to put out. That's going to be a preview to let you know the kind of stuff that you get as a member, special stuff that you get access to on our YouTube channel, Michaela Garfield, a subscriber as well. Always good to see her I appreciate the support there. So at any rate, um thank you for that support and you can subscribe on uh, our channel or be a member as well on our YouTube channel and then of course get the show on your favorite audio platform whether that's iTunes Stitcher Spotify Google Podcasts iHeartRadio we are there
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: So let's get to it. I've got my boy, James. I don't know if uh, we got, on? how are you, man? I don't know if we're going to get, I don't know if we're going to get Glenn too, or we, 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 you're carrying the ship, man. I love it. I That's love it. Right. Uh, how you been doing, dude? Good, good man. to see you. Just, good, doing well, doing well. How are you? Uh, it's been a week. It's been a week. That <laughs> is for sure. Is. Uh, man. Um, you know, I didn't go to the game. Uh, obviously, uh, we're all kind of dealing with a, a lot of different stuff with that. And, yeah. and the most important thing is, it sounds like Demar Hamlin's doing well. So, uh, can't complain on that front. Uh, you know, the recovery is what we all want. But obviously, a lot to sort out in the aftermath of this, which we've been talking about, and that includes. The team that you cover, my friend, and real quick yep. before we kind of dive into some stuff, I know you got to get a show uh to get to as well, which I will be on in just a little That's while right. as well. We um, looking for that, yeah, looking forward to that. But just tell folks where where people can find you. You guys, you guys are killing it on YouTube. um So just tell folks,
0: yeah,
1: where they can find you and when you go live, when when you got stuff coming oh. out, all that good stuff.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So we go live at least once a week, of course, every Thursday to preview the games in season, uh, sometimes twice a week. But we put up content uh, at least three times a week. That's on Tuesday night, Thursday night, and then, of course, Sunday right after the game. Uh, So usually on Tuesday, we put up a couple episodes uh, and then Thursday we'll go live and then Sunday we'll go live after the game. You can also find us on any social media platform at 410 Sports Talk, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, wherever you'd like, whatever your preference is. But yeah, check us out on YouTube. Uh, we have great guests like Anthony uh, on the show, and uh,
1: we consider it to be a lot of fun, so uh, come on over. I mean, I, I love Baltimore beat down the SB Nation site, but I, I got to tell you, there's there's two sources that I go to for Raven stuff. It's you guys, and it's my guy Justin at Vids, and that is basically it. You guys nice. cover it all. You guys do an awesome <laughs> job, and that, for my money, is uh where I go for my Raven stuff. And that Appreciate is where I'm it. going to start Start with you, my friend, yep. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. What, what, what's going on, man? Uh, it's been about, you know, I, I I know before the Monday night game, you had Adam Schefter coming on saying, hey, you know, they thought it was going to be a week, two weeks, and now we're sure. here a month. We don't know. I, it's looking like maybe not even playing this Sunday either, yeah. correct, um, mm-hmm. against the Cincinnati Bengals. Tyler Huntley has done some good things in the past in relief, but still points are coming at a premium and they missed Lamar.
0: Yeah, 100%. Saying they'll miss Lamar is, is an understatement. You probably saw the graphic uh, if you didn't, but uh, you know, if you didn't catch it, if you watch the Steelers-Ravens game, of course, the graphic was the Ravens averaged 28 points a game with Lamar as the quarterback and 18 points a game with him absent, which is brutal. And it's been less than that with him absent this year. You know, that's throughout his entire career. But, you know, it really comes down to who you believe. Uh, you hear Ian Rappaport talk about the Ravens feeling confident Lamar's going to be back for the playoffs. and and he's just not 100% yet. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I really think it's as simple as that. I think the media is is maybe making a mountain out of a molehill. I think sometimes people know you know you need things to talk about. But look, let's remember this, Anthony. At the end of the day, there's only a few people that actually know what's happening because Lamar doesn't have an agent. So who's he telling to put things yeah, out there the media? Yeah, that's a good too?
1: point. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? So I think it's really about who you believe has the best sources. I think that I tend to agree with Ian Rappaport in that Lamar just doesn't feel hundred percent, and at the end of the day, whatever your preference may be, whether he plays or not for the playoffs, if Lamar Jackson isn't mobile, he's not Lamar Jackson. So why, you know, I mean, why put him out there? Whether the playoff game is home or away, doesn't matter because if Lamar's not Lamar, previous to that, it's it's not going to do you much good. So I honestly think he's fine. I think a lot of this is is being blown out of proportion. And look, maybe I'm a I'm an optimistic Ravens fan, and I'm going to hold on to optimism till I can't anymore, but. I really do think that is being a little bit blown out of proportion here.
1: Well, it's, I mean, he's got a contract to think about long-term and then yep. the, the team has the, the playoff, at least a playoff spot sewn up. Right. So, you know, maybe like you said, maybe the rushback isn't, isn't so necessary and they are confident yep. in who they are. And for good reason, they've always been a very well-run team and they always win games and they're winning games. James by, I mean, I'm looking at it last time, you know the last time Lamar was in there, they're scoring about 27, you know, 27 against the bucks and 27 against the saints. They had that 13 against the Panthers. I think he was in for that one. They had the 27 against the Jags and then the last few weeks, oh boy, 10 against the Broncos. The Broncos have a good defense, but 10 against the Broncos, 16 against the Steelers, three against the Browns, 17 against the Falcons, 13 against the Steelers. And then you got, I mean. They are just struggling to score points. What can they do without Lamar to adjust and get more points on the board and potentially make their way through the postseason? Yeah,
0: without Lamar Jackson, it's going to be really difficult. But what it needs to come down to is this. Everyone in Baltimore is up in arms about Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator. But there's one thing that's undeniable about, and I'm part of that crew. Like, I hung on the Greg Roman boat as long as I could. I'm done. I'm off the ship. I'm ready for him to be gone, but Greg (laughs) Roman is, is good for one thing. If nothing else, everywhere he's gone, he's gone. Excuse me. He has drawn up a run game. Uh, that's always been one of the best in the league. Of course, since I think the forties he's, you know, in 2019, one of the best run games of of all time. Now, Lamar Jackson had to do with that. But right now, if you look at JK Dobbins and what he's doing, Gus Edwards Mm -hmm. and what they're doing from an efficiency standpoint, Look, if you're Greg, throw the like rip all the pass plays out of your out of your 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 playbook, right? Like I'm being a bit facetious, right? But honestly, I mean we put up 215 in our first matchup against the Steelers, and I think we ran it 42 times. They knew we were gonna run the ball. Like that just was what it was, and we were still able to run the ball. So you just gotta live and die with it. It's just like a basketball team, right? That lives and dies with the three. You just gotta live and die with the run because the defense is suffocating people right now. But the problem has been. You know, people talk about the fourth quarter collapses. First of all, that was early on in the season. But as of late, the defense is just so exhausted by the fourth quarter because they have nothing but pressure
1: yeah, on them. Yeah, they're yeah. on the field all the time, right? Yeah. yeah, and
0: so if we can run it and run it effectively, one big piece that I think would make an immediate difference is when I went to that Falcons game, even though they won, I counted 10 plays in the red zone where the Baltimore Ravens did not hand the football to J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards. Makes no sense, right? Like... Right. Why are we designing QB runs? It's not Lamar Jackson under center. Tyler Huntley, I, I've, I've watched Tyler since he was a freshman in college. He's not Lamar Jackson. So why are we designing QB runs instead of giving it to J.K. Dobbins, who's averaging at the time eight a carry? Like, you know what I mean? So I think right. if they can do two, those two things, just die, live and die with the run and do so in the red zone, that can be an, I, I'm not going to say enough, but that can be something to maybe put them over the edge uh, and and then to just continue to rely on this defense, man. The defense got to be top-notch.
1: Well, you talked about the defense there, so I'll just go with Roquan yeah. Smith and the addition there. I mean, that was th- about as big of an addition you can make on that defense. And when you've talked, I-, I guess it's kind of a two-pronged question. Number one, his impact so far. Number two, you still got Patrick Queen hanging out around there, a guy that's had his ups and downs with the team so far since joining it. Now, has has have you seen him, I mean, aside – the question about impact of Roquan, but I mean, have you also seen kind of an uptick in, in Patrick Queens performance since Roquan has been there?
0: Yeah. So I'll, I'll answer the first one. Uh, I'll answer it in, in order. Roquan's impact has been so profound, uh, not only on him, but on his position group, like you mentioned, with Patrick Queen on the entire defense with an edge. Uh, if you would have heard him talking into the media before the, the, uh, the Falcons game, it was negative four with wind chill in m Bank before that game. It was absolutely freezing. I had toe, foot, and hand warmers. It was cold. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely yeah. cold. But all that being said, he talked about wanting to be a predator in, in a game like that because he knows guys don't want to get hit. So he likes to go out and hit guys. Setting a tone like that has had a, 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 a profound impact on the entire defensive unit. Patrick Queen, I think two reasons he's really improved, like you talked about, he's kind of had this uptick. One, he's just able to play athletic and think less. They've taken a lot off his plate. And it's no knock to him. I think he's younger at the position. Uh, You know, he wasn't, I don't think he was asked to do as much as Roquan. You know, if you think, even though PQ was a a standout in in college, he only started for one year after uh, Devin White left LSU. Um, And then he was a running back his entire childhood. So, I mean, he converted to playing linebacker in, in in college. So yeah, he's definitely taken off, but, PQ still still concerns me in coverage. It's 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 a bad idea. Um, he just looks lost and 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 a little intimidated. Um, in zone, he also looks a bit intimidated. Um, anywhere in space, if he's not running north and south, it still concerns me. He's improved in coverage, but there's still a lot of ways to go. So long term, you know, I know I'm, I'm answering something you didn't ask, but I think PQ is still going to be gone, and I think they give the bag to Roquan because his impact has just been
1: incredible. Well, sounds like your pup agrees with you there in the background there. So that's uh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> no, don't worry about it, man. I know you've only got a few more minutes because sure. you've got to go go live here. I'm I'm cognizant of that, but no I, I got. Yeah, I, I would love to have you talk for about thirty minutes, but I understand you got your own your own gig to do, my friend. Um, look. I, Justin Tucker real quick. A few like much like Evan McPherson there's been kind of these weird misses lately from mm-hmm. Mr. Automatic. Mm-hmm. Uh any concern going forward with him in terms of being in a funk or anything like that? I, I know Bengals fans kind of are like, well, he'll, you know, with with McPherson they're like, yeah, he'll get out of it. I mm-hmm. seem to think the same with Tucker. I uh, I just I, I don't know if there's any concern amongst Ravens fans with with him.
0: Nah, I don't I don't think there's any concern at all uh because Tucker's mental fortitude is is the most impressive thing about his game forget his accuracy his mental game is is elite uh i bet you he's an excellent golfer as well with that in probably, mind. But, probably but the thing yeah. i'll say is that a lot i mean he's had he's had misses but a lot of them i think three of them have been blocks yeah uh so he's the thing about tucker that, that i get frustrated with not about him but we put him in impossible situations and 92 percent of the time he ends up converting so you it becomes an expectation he's a victim of his own success it's frustrating because you I look, you can't ask the guy to hit a fifty nine yarder every week. Yeah, you can't do it. It's not fair to the guy, you know what I mean? So I think we need to put him in better situations where he doesn't feel like he has to push the ball so hard and not get proper trajectory on it. Uh, well, so yeah,
1: yeah, well, let's I, I know we're we're up against it and we'll get you out of here just quickly. And what I would like to do is if the Bengals and the Ravens do have a rematch, uh, yeah. it, in one week love to have you back on and and absolutely you and, Glenn and, and talk about we'll, we'll do make you that think happen, do you
0: think it's gonna it'll be
1: a rematch i mean i don't it, it you, all it all right, depends I don't know on how they happen, sort right? it out yeah it all depends on how they sort it out i mean i think obviously if they get thing. the three. yeah if they get the three if they end up with the three seed you would assume that they would then host the ravens as the six seed uh, in cincinnati so that's kind of how that could work out we'll see what happens but, and let me
0: ask you this uh-huh. uh are you so not to be insensitive to the situation obviously the most important thing is demar hamlin's health right And we've heard some good news and i know teams are starting to think about kind of what's going on moving forward so with that in mind it does it kind of make you a bit more nervous that you're gonna that potentially it's going to be a division rival like i'm trying to look at it from the Bengals' pr- perspective you guys will obviously be the favorites going into this playoff game if, if you know this hypothetical playoff game but it's a kind of bum you out like geez we got to play the ravens where you know it's going to be tooth and nail in the first game you see what i'm saying
1: so I, I completely do, but I would flip that with a question back on you and ask, what are we seeing this week, regardless of the scenario in terms of yeah, who's playing, right. who's not, because I would be much more nervous about it if this was, hey, we're gunning for the, like, both teams are going, you know, we're gunning for the division, right? right. And it doesn't, based on the options that are being presented, it doesn't seem that way, mm-hmm. and it seems like it could be a game this week wherein a lot of guys rest, uh, as we see in the second half. I don't know mm-hmm. if you see that from the same thing on the Baltimore side. So uh, in that way, I think it makes the playoff game all that much more intriguing instead of being, you know, two, two beat up games against each other. And then they play again right away. This could be a game this week where we see a lot of backups and that's where I go, well, I, you know, then, then maybe for both teams, it's not as nerve wracking playing the team the third time. Yeah. Um, so that's I guess I would kind of ask, is that, is that what you're, what you're seeing for this week here? Um, in terms of kind of yeah. potentially resting players and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that as soon as an outcome is is determined as far as what will be of the, the Monday night game and what kind of impact that'll have on the win-loss column, if that ends up being the case, I I mean, John Harbaugh didn't play hardly anyone in the, pre, in the preseason. The Ravens, obviously, as you know, have gone through a rash of injuries for 18 months now, it feels like, yeah. right? Yep. And this will be potentially, this playoff game coming up will be the first time ever that, that JK Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Lamar Jackson, and Ronnie Stanley have been on the field at the same time
1: ever. Crazy.
0: Right. So with that in mind, I don't see any way that any honestly anyone of consequence is going to get very many snaps.
1: Yeah. It's going to be an interesting,
0: weird game.
1: Yeah. And so that's why I think that the playoff game would be, I mean, I, I would think it would be probably pretty, pretty resembling the, Primetime game earlier this year, close yeah. game, late, last second field goal, that sort of thing. Maybe not a big shootout type of thing. We'll see, though. I know you got to get out of here, my friend. Yeah, I'm going to see you it. in about 15 minutes. I don't yep. mean to cut you, cut no, you short. I appreciate the time. I know you're up against it. Four ten <laughs> sports talk. Go That's follow right. their YouTube channel. I'm going to pin it in our live chat so people Thanks. can go subscribe. I'll see you in a little bit. And again, if these two teams rematch in the postseason, I want you and your boy Glenn back on if you right. are willing and able.
0: Absolutely, appreciate it, man. Have a good one, Anthony. We'll talk to you All soon. Right.
1: Take care, man. Yeah, uh, That is James from 410 Sports Talk. A uh, little bit of an abbreviated version because he's got a show to do. I've got an ailing co-host in John Sheeran who is under the weather and uh, was battling uh, all kinds of sinus stuff uh, going on. So give give my boy John your best there as he shot off the air quickly hope he's doing okay i will definitely check on him uh after the show before we do one last announcement and i guess this could be the mic drop for the week and by the way again we've got a special video coming out that's going to be a member a youtube membership sneak preview so this is the kind of stuff that get that members only get so you'll want it that'll be dropping later this week so uh this weekend i I guess i should say so you want to keep your eyes out for that um, and then of course, we'll do some uh extra, extra stuff. We'll continue to bring you all kinds of different stuff, post game coverage, uh, all kinds of different things. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. And of course, we, along with Bengal Jim and friends and Matt Minnick's Coach Speak and Chalk Talk, are all part of the audio side on the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel. Subscribe to that and leave us a review if you can. Let us know how good or I guess bad we're doing, uh, preferably good, but that's okay. I understand. We take criticism. We do. We do. Uh, but go subscribe to that. And, of course, on YouTube, subscribe. Click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. And I'm also going to pin my guys, 410 Sports Talk, their YouTube channel, and our live chats here for all of you to go and check out them. And you can go see my beautiful face on their show as well so you'll want to uh you'll definitely want to go check out that at least for this week great guys glenn and james so uh here is the i will pin the live chat here or the uh, excuse me the link for their youtube channel go check it out they also do the audio side of stuff as well one more thing some great news been a long time since we've had him on the show and of course been a while since we've had The great Ken Riley, the second on our show as well. Would love to have both of them on. But this is just great news in a week that hasn't been a banner week for good news in terms of football and and with the Cincinnati Bengals. But Willie Anderson is now on the short list. He has made the finalist list of the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. Ken Riley on the senior ballot there. What a year that would be if both of these guys, I mean, I obviously have one of them as well, but what a a year that would be if both of these guys make it into the Hall of Fame, especially following a potential Bengals postseason run. That would be awesome, awesome, awesome. Willie Anderson, one of the most underrated players of his time. And of course, Joe Goodberry, our friend. Happy birthday, Joe Goodberry, by the way. Go wish our guy, Joe Goodberry, a happy birthday on this Thursday, January 5th. Um, You can see here he was, he made Pro Bowls, four Pro Bowls from 03 to 06, probably needed to make about four plus more, quite honestly, did Anderson. Um, but, you know, that was the year where it was a, a popularity contest, not only with teams who were winning football games more frequently than the Cincinnati Bengals were, but also... This was a you know an era where you know the Pro Bowl was comprised of left tackles only, and they would have left tackles playing right tackle and that sort of thing. Uh, and go back also if you can, at shameless self promotion. We had a really really cool episode a long time ago with Richmond Webb, uh, great great left tackle, a guy who deserves Hall of Fame recognition in my book as well. Protected the blind side of Dan Marino and and did a great great job as a left tackle for the Miami Dolphins did a brief stint with the Cincinnati Bengals was kind of this the 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 bridge player left tackle to Levi Jones um you know in the early parts of Levi Jones's career who ended up being a pretty good player with the Bengals as well uh, but go back you can hear Richmond Webb not only talk about Anthony Muñoz talk about Willie Anderson and stuff cool interview and obviously vouched for a guy like Willie Anderson so um, you know again a guy that uh, deserves it and Ken Riley one of uh, in the top five of all-time interception leaders another guy that didn't get his due was part of a great great cornerback duo for the Cincinnati Bengals with him and Lamar Parrish Um, exciting player and just steady and one hell of a nice guy his son is a, a great great Man as well. They run the Ken Riley Foundation, and uh, if if you're listening, Ken the uh, Second, we'd love to have you back on, my friend. But um, you know, hopefully, both of these guys get in and get in soon because they are very, very deserving. So some great, great news on that front, and just one more step to go for both of those guys. Hopefully, that happens this year. Again, I'm Anthony Kazenza with. Cincy Jungle, and this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. We kind of slammed through a lot of different stuff today. Our thanks to James of 410 Spor- Sports Talk. Go check out their YouTube channel and their audio side of stuff. First and foremost, and most importantly, Damar Hamlin is recovering, showing some progress and doing a lot of different things that helps us uh, you know, give give a good thumbs up and feeling good about the direction that he is heading. So that is awesome. And now we still play a bit of the waiting game. There are some options for the Cincinnati Bengals in terms of their playoff path, what they're doing, who they will face. Um, it could very well be the Baltimore Ravens two weeks in a row where they host them two weeks in a row. And so if that is the case, depending on what the league decides, we may have a scenario where this week 18 team, it was game has a lot of starters being rested, that sort of thing. Be interested also because the Bengals, uh, if the Bengals go that route, how long they would rest starters based on the fact that they played less than a quarter of football on Monday night as well. So that's another uh, kind of caveat for them to navigate as well. Uh, Bengals were were hitting their stride. The Bills were hitting their stride. You know, I think the Bills had won six straight. The Bengals had won seven straight before this week. So a, a lot of different things going on here and the Bengals depending on how things shake out, could have the three seed, could have the two seed, that sort of thing. We'll see what happens. And we will be sure to update you here on this show and on Cincy Jungle for that. We're going to get on out of here. I'm going to go chat with James and Glenn over at 410 Sports Talk. If you want to go hang out with us, go check that out. And of course, get all of our content on CincyJungle.com, our YouTube channel, and the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel. Take care. Appreciate all of you, and we'll talk to you soon.